Hi everyone, this is Noah with Flag Exposing Darkness Podcast, and I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. I will try to upload a new podcast every month. Please subscribe for more Christian content. I thought it would be appropriate for me to share my testimony for my first podcast. I hope you guys enjoy my testimony. Before we get into this testimony, I want to promote my YouTube channel. It's Light Exposing Darkness on YouTube. Please subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube channel for more Christian content. I grew up in a small town in central Illinois, and I'm the youngest of three kids. I was raised as a Methodist. I grew up in a lower to middle class family. When I was a child, my relationship with my dad was good. When I was eight years old, I was diagnosed with cancer. I remember when I was going through my radiation treatments, I would have this hat where I would put pins in after my radiation treatment. And I remember my grandfather on my mom's side of the family would pick me up to take me back to school after my radiation treatments. On my way back to school, my grandpa and I would usually get lunch together. My relationship with God and my dad when I was going through my radiation treatments and after them was good until I reached my teen years. So when I was a little kid, I used to listen to Christian music slash pop. And when I was getting into my teen years, I was starting to listen to rock and more secular rock than Christian rock. Some of the bands I used to listen to are Five Finger Death Punch, Sick Puppies, Pop Evil, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, and Shinedown, just to name a few. I remember in my teen years, I started watching TV shows that I could not watch when I was a kid, and playing video games I could not play when I was a kid. During my early teen years, my relationship with my dad and God started to fade. There were some times when I was the only one at youth group, and I'd get one-on-one time with the pastor if I did not leave or go to a different youth group that week. Then there was a day when I was 17, and my favorite aunt on my dad's side made some killer peanut brittle, passed away. I remember what I was doing that day. I was getting ready to watch an Iowa Hawkeyes football game when my mom and dad got a call saying that my aunt was in the ICU. It was halftime when my sister came and got me and we rushed down to the hospital because my aunt's condition was getting worse. So we got down to the hospital. I went in to see my aunt the first time and couldn't stand to be in there to see her like this. And I decided to go in a second time once I was stronger. And when I was in there the second time, my aunt passed away. I remember it was me, one of my uncles, and their pastor in the room with me. And one of my uncles was singing part of the song, He Touched Me. That says, Jesus, Master, Savior. After my uncle finished saying, Master, my aunt passed away. After my aunt passed away, I was questioning God. Why would you take someone that's such a nice person when the world is full of people that are wicked and evil? Why not let one of the wicked and evil people pass away? 
some of my fondest memories with my aunt when I was growing up as a kid is we would go out with her pastor, my mom, dad, my aunt, and her husband, and eat at a restaurant. And some of my other fondest memories are when my dad and mom wanted to have a date in the city that my aunt lived in, they would drop me off at her house, and I'd play video games upstairs in a room that she had. So from the time when my aunt died, after I got over her loss, till I was 21, my relationship with God was starting to rebuild. At the time I turned 21, I was in a program where if you were a first year student, you could not drink alcohol while you were on campus. They had one exception to that rule. They had a parents weekend where your parents came and visited you. And during that weekend, they had a shrimp cocktail party and you could drink because you're going to go away with your parents during that weekend. When the program was on break, I would ride the Amtrak up to a city where I was waiting to be transferred to the next city closest to my hometown. And while I was on the Amtrak, I had a couple beers because it was like a two hour ride to the city I was at where the program was to the city where I was waiting for my transfer. I remember while I was waiting for my transfer, I'd usually always go out for lunch to a mom and pop shop where I would have at least one beer. When I got home that day from traveling back from the program to my hometown, I would be at the bar from the moment I got home to the moment the bar closed. I would spend most of my time at the bar when I was home from that program. During this time, my relationship with my dad was starting to fade, and my relationship with God was starting to get weaker and weaker. I was still going to church every Sunday, so I had some spending money in that program, and I would save up my change from that spending money to come home and drink with. My mom and dad would give me money for something to eat while I was waiting for the train to come pick me up to take me back down to the program. And I would go to the same mom and pop shop and get the same food. And I'd have enough money left over to have a couple snacks on the train with a couple beers. April 24th, 2015, I got a call that changed my life forever. My mom called me and said my dad had a heart attack. A week later, on May 1st, my dad passed away. I wanted to do nothing that night but drink. But my brother would not let me drink that night. On May 6th, my dad was laid to rest. So the night of my dad's funeral, my sister's boyfriend at the time, who's now her husband, took me out drinking. And that is when my problem of drinking for fun became a problem for drinking to forget. So I was making more friends in the bar life than what I was when my dad was alive. Me and this one friend would always get together and have Corona beer with a lime in it. I moved out of that small town into a bigger town. In the small town that I lived in, there was two bars within walking distance. 
and the town I moved into, there's at least 15 bars within walking distance. There are times when I tried to outdo myself from drinking the previous night, and there are times when I took a break from drinking like a day, and when I returned the next day from not drinking, I tried to outdo myself from the previous time I would drink. Tuesdays and Sundays, I would go to the bars and sing karaoke. And on the weekends, Fridays and Saturday nights, I would go out and party. And that's when I did my most of my heaviest of drinkings was on the weekends and karaoke nights. So, I was still going to the Methodist church at the time of me living the party lifestyle. And one Sunday I heard the pastor say something I don't agree with, which was bring up your positive vibes. And I left the church before the service started, or before the sermon started. And I quit going to church for a while. Then I decided, hey, there's a church right across the street. Why don't I go there? Because if I'm hungover from the night before, at least I don't have to walk across town. My church attendance was still kind of iffy because sometimes I'd wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning when the church service was over. The bar I spent most of the time at, the bar owner gave me a job on the weekends and whenever he needed something done. I would either get paid in beer or get paid in cash and spend the cash that I got from him on beer at the bar. I had a friend who owned a bar and restaurant and sometimes he'd have me work at the restaurant washing dishes and after the restaurant closed the bar would stay open till the close of bars and I would sometimes spend the money that I got from the washing dishes at the bar. So this one time, I went to a small town where I went to high school, which was a 15-minute train ride away from the city I lived in. So it was about lunchtime, and I was walking to get some lunch at a bar and grill, and happened to run into one of my favorite teachers. I was not planning on getting very drunk that day. So... I had my lunch, and I had a beer or two of my lunch, and on my way out of that bar and grill, I heard that one of my favorite teachers say, Hey, I saw Noah to a teacher I did not get along with very well in high school. She was taking a whole bunch of her students and showing them around the festival, and at that time, I'm like, She's with her students, so she can't come in here. So what I did was I turned around and went back into the bar and started drinking. So that festival was in the beginning of the month. And that day was so expensive for me with my drinking habits that I could not pay my rent. So it was just not beer I was spending money on. I was spending money on stupid stuff that... I probably should not have bought. And that just goes to show 
when you are drunk that your mind is not straight and that you buy random things or get something that you don't need. So when you're drunk or that drunk like I was that day, certain things and certain messages can come to your mind. And one Bible verse that comes to my mind with this is First Peter 5.8 which says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. First Peter 5.8 There was this one time I visited my mom in the same small town that that festival was in. So I visited her for a few hours and it was time for me to go. And there was still a few hours left before my train came. I just happened to leave my wallet at the train station of the city I was living in. And at the time, my mom and I were sharing a dual bank account. So what I did, I borrowed my mom's card to our dual bank account. And I had a few hours to kill before my train came and took me home back to the city I was living in. So I was visiting my mom from about 9 or 10 in the morning till about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I had a few hours to kill. So I went out to get lunch and after lunch I still had a few hours to kill in between waiting for my train and visiting my mom. So I thought to myself, what can I do? Then the thought came, go out and drink. So I'm like, there's nothing better to do but go out and drink. So I planned on drinking until about one or two hours before my train came. And so that's what I did. I get to the train station in that small town where I was staying at the time, waiting for my train, and the train's pulling up, and I'm talking to a friend, telling him I have to go. So I shouted bye to them, and the train conductor could hear me, and he asked, if I was drinking and I straight up told him no. So I get back to the train station and hear my name over the speaker and I thought I was in trouble. So I get home and I hear my name called on the speaker at the train station and lo and behold someone turned my wallet in at the main desk. The Bible says in Proverbs 20 verse 1, wine is a mocker and beer a brawler. Whosoever is led astray by them is not wise. So let's go back and look at 1 Peter 5.8, which says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. There are many times when I could have gotten in trouble when I was drunk. For instance, there's this time on New Year's 2015, going into 16, where I was going out to the bars and drinking, and I was hungry, and I went to another bar that all had food, and I ate food, and went back to the previous bar that I was drinking at after I got my food, and... I went to use the restroom and threw up, and I told the bartender someone threw up in 
the bathroom. And later on, I got turned down at that bar, so I went to another bar. And at that bar, I didn't get turned down. Had a beer, went outside, got sick outside, walked across the street, and got sick across the street. And I looked up and seen a cop car. But thank God that I did not get in trouble any of those times. This time and the two times mentioned previously. So early 2016 was going good health-wise. I was living the party lifestyle, playing video games when I was drunk, going to rock concerts, getting drunk, and going out to the bars, enjoying my time getting drunk with my friends I had at the time. On September 29th, 2016, my health changed for the worst. I was having stomach pain all day and I thought I was just constipated. So I was looking forward to going out and drinking that night. But my body had different plans. I called my mom and told her I needed to tell her something. And she thought I got to go pregnant. And I told her no. And I told her I was having really bad stomach pain. My mom came and picked me up at my apartment and took me to the ER. It was 9 o'clock at night when my mom came and picked me up. And we spent at least six hours in the hospital, in the ER. And the test results came back that I had acute pancreatitis. From that day on, I quit drinking. A few weeks later, I went to a friend's house and spent the weekend at their house. My friend, whose house I spent the weekend at, is a Seventh-day Adventist. At the time, I did not know what a Seventh-day Adventist was. So, when I came home from my friend's house, I found a local Seventh-day Adventist church in the city I lived in. I started attending the Seventh-day Adventist church in my city. At that time, I was still playing violent video games and listening to rock music. But I would not play violent video games or listen to rock music on the Sabbath. I was thinking of joining the church and everything was going fine and dandy. Then I had an incident with a couple of the members of that church. Those two members did not want me around them so I decided to quit going to the church which was a big mistake. I was getting bored with a normal Xbox 360 playing Grand Theft Auto so I decided to get me a modded Xbox 360 to play Grand Theft Auto on. So what is a modded Xbox 360 you ask? Modded Xbox 360 gives you the ability to do stuff people can't do on a regular 360. One of the reasons why I bought that modded Xbox 360 besides being able to do other stuff that 
other people can't on a normal 360 was to start a YouTube channel where I would troll little kids and troll other people in Grand Theft Auto. I was getting that YouTube channel started and everything was going fine and dandy with my health until December 6th of 2017. On December 6th of 2017, I was having really bad stomach pain issues. The apartment building I was living in at the time was having a community gathering and I went up there to see if someone could call an ambulance for me and the service coordinator asked if I was okay. I don't remember if I said anything but I do remember I was standing on a back wall and started to slide down the wall. I remember getting into the ambulance and getting to the hospital in the city I lived in at the time. After being in the hospital, I was in a rehabilitation program where I had to relearn how to walk. I was in the hospital from December 6, 2017 to roughly February 4, 2018. Why was I in the hospital, you might ask? Because I was having a really bad bout of pancreatitis. Never take for granted your ability to walk because one day it could be gone. So God gives us blessings, and if we don't thank God for those blessings, God will take away our blessings. Some of the blessings that God gives us are walking, talking, being able to eat without having a feeding tube. All right, go ahead. Oh, Emily's is here. What, are you going to send that to my mom? I can. I love it. Man is a walking miracle. 
The man, the myth, the legend, Noah Ellis. You know what? I just make me a t-shirt that says that. That's a good idea. So when I was in the rehabilitation place, my relationship with God was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I began watching more Adventist YouTube channels such as Bible Flockbox, Amazing Prophecies, and Little Light Studios. I heard about Little Light Studios before I got sick, but I did not watch them before I got sick because they preached against my lifestyle. So it was because of Little Light Studios, Bible Flockbox, and Amazing Prophecies that I decided to become a Seventh-day Adventist. And I wanted to do nothing but to go to church on Sabbath as soon as I got out of that rehabilitation place. I started going to the Seventh-day Adventist church again, and I was still playing Grand Theft Auto on my PlayStation 3. And one Sabbath, I was sitting down watching YouTube, watching Little Light Studios. And it just so happened that a video that Little Light Studios put together on Grand Theft Auto happened to play. I felt convicted of playing Grand Theft Auto and other violent video games claiming to be a Christian. So after seeing that video, I got rid of all my rated M games and all my rated R movies and tossed them out. So where I was living at at the time, the staff seen that I threw all those video games out. And they're like, Noah, why did you throw all these video games out when you could have took them to GameStop or a game store and got money for all those video games and movies? I could have done that, but the reason why I did not do that is I did not want that poison passed on to someone else. On June 30th, 2018, I was baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So I still talk to my pastor that I had when I was a little kid in the United Methodist Church. And I had that pastor from when I was a newborn till I was about 21 years of age. So I was talking to him yesterday on the phone, yesterday being November 23rd, 2020. And... We were talking about when I was in the hospital. He told me that it's a miracle that I'm here because my body was shutting down. And the doctors didn't think I was going to make it. But by God's grace, I made it. The only reason why I survived what I survived was because of Jesus. And Jesus' love for us. And a Bible verse that comes to my mind is Philippians 4.13 which says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you're a new Christian and you're still struggling with your addictions such as porn, smoking, drinking, gambling, violent video games, or video games in general, you can keep Philippians 4.13 as a promise. Philippians 4.13 doesn't say I can do some things through Christ who strengthens me. It says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can replace the words do all, do all things with I can beat this porn addiction through Christ who strengthens me. I can beat this drinking addiction 
through Christ who strengthens me. I can quit playing violent video games or playing video games in general through Christ who strengthens me. When I was partying and drinking, I was living my life unrighteously. The Bible describes how the unrighteous live and the characteristics of the unrighteous. The Bible describes how the unrighteous live in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor Ephemites, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revealers, nor exalters shall inherit the kingdom of God. So before my accident, I was living unrighteously by being a drunkard. Five things that have changed in my life since becoming a Seventh-day Adventist are Number one is the way I live my life. For example, I used to go out and drink every Friday and Saturday night and now I am doing Vespers every Friday and Saturday night. Number two is the way I conduct myself. When I was living the bar lifestyle, every other word out of my mouth was a cuss word. Number three is I go to church more often and I'm more of a godly person than what I was when I was living the bar lifestyle. Number four is the way I treat people in general, especially my family and especially my mom. So when I was living the bar lifestyle, I used to always cuss my mom out when we talked on the phone. Or if I didn't cuss her out, every other word out of my mouth was a cuss word. Number five is I've learned some Bible truths since becoming a Seventh-day Adventist. With that being said, I'm going to tell you guys five Bible truths I've learned since becoming a Seventh-day Adventist. So, one Bible truth I've learned is the state of the dead. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9.5, For the living know that they shall die, but the dead do not know anything, for the memory of them is forgotten. The second Bible truth I've learned since becoming a Seventh-day Adventist is what the mark of the beast is. The third thing is, I've learned some Bible prophecies and who some of the Bible prophecies are speaking about. For example, let's take a look at Daniel 7.25. Daniel 7.25 says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given unto his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Daniel 7.25 is talking about the papacy. So Bible truth number three I've learned since becoming a Seventh-day Adventist is when the Sabbath is, which is from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. So Bible truth number four is I've learned about clean and unclean food. So for time's sake, I'm just going to point you guys to the book in the Bible where you can find the description of clean and unclean food, which is Leviticus 11. Bible truth number five I've learned since becoming a Seventh-day Adventist is the three angels' message. So do you think your body is your own? That you can do whatever 
you want with your body. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6.19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? If you do such things as smoking, drinking, and anything to damage your temple, which is your body, the Holy Spirit will not be within you and will not dwell within your temple. And in the end days, you will be lost. So one thing I want everyone to get out of my testimony is that these temporal things such as smoking, gambling, drinking, watching porn, playing violent video games, watching violent movies, is not the answer. Because these things are only temporary. And Christ is forever. If you guys are familiar with the parable of the prodigal son, if not, I recommend you read it. If you guys want to read the full story of the prodigal son, you can find it in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. I'm going to summarize the prodigal son story. So, in the parable of the prodigal son, there's a rich farmer who has two sons, and the younger of the two sons wants to go out and live in the world or live the way he wants to live because he was tired of his father's rules. So the younger son asked his father for the money that his father had saved up for him when the father... So the young son took his inheritance and spent it recklessly in the world where he was to the lowest of lows and he thought he can go back to his father and ask him for a job because he thought he was not good enough to be his father's son anymore. When the son was on his way back home, the father seen him and ran to him and gave him a hug. And not only that, he gave his son a ring and one of the best robes he had and was happy to see his son again. So we are the prodigal son, and Jesus is the father. And we go out and do our desires sometimes, and the world chews us up and spits us out, and makes us think we're not worthy to return to Jesus. But that is a lie from the devil. Jesus is waiting with a crown and a robe of righteousness to give us in the end days. So if you guys think that drinking's the only thing that you can do to cope with whatever you have going on, that is not the answer. I will leave a phone number to 3ABN and ask to speak to the pastoral team, or reach out to a local Seventh-day Adventist church, or you can even reach out to Light Exposing Darkness on Facebook. I will leave a link to my Facebook page in the description below. So, if I would have had a better Christian influence in my life at the time when my dad passed away, I probably would have quit drinking altogether or not gotten into drinking as heavily as I did. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, which I'm going to quote a little bit, it says, By grace you have been saved. By God's grace I was saved from my death that I should have died. All sinners 
should die. Actually, all humans should die because we're sinful. But it's because of God's grace that we are forgiven when we sin. And because of God's forgiveness, He sent His Son for us to die on the cross and give us a second chance to live with Him for eternity. I don't know about you guys, but I want to live with the one who created me for eternity. If that is your desire, please join me in this short prayer. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I know I fall short of your standards, and I know I am battling things in my life that I need to give up to be able to live with you for eternity. Please help me get rid of my addictions and help me get rid of my bondages, whether it be smoking, drinking, gambling, pornography, video games, social media, etc. Please, I, Lord, I surrender all these things to you because these things are temporal and I don't want to be lost without you forever. Once again, Jesus, I surrender my life to you and help me get rid of these temporal bondages I have. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you guys would like to subscribe to this podcast for more Christian content, I'll try to upload a podcast every month. I want to thank a couple of sponsors before I end this podcast. First, I want to thank Jesus for allowing me to be alive and be able to survive what I went through. Without him, I would not be here. And I want to thank Light Exposing Darkness on YouTube for sponsoring this podcast. Everyone have a blessed few Sabbaths and a blessed rest of your month. Bye.